Part of my goal is to benefit you as a human being. So if there's ways you can apply this stuff to yourself, knock yourself out. Because this one's really key to me. This one for me is a really big deal. The last 24 hours has been, been weighing on my brain. I ask myself these three questions. What drives me? What motivates me? What is my why? So now you ask yourself, what drives you? What motivates you? What is your why? Now the reason why I was working on that in my brain was there are stages of my life that I'm in for me personally that require a lot of discipline, an immense amount of discipline. So when people do things that you don't like or that you wouldn't do, not just emotionally reacting, digesting, evaluating, analyzing, responding, D-E-A-R, it takes discipline. It's very easy for me to offend anybody can hear my voice right now. It's easy for any of you to offend anybody. And it requires discipline to not do so. To be respectful when you're not being respected. To be kind when you're not being treated kindly. To be calm when other people are irritating or frustrating you. To be kind when you're tired or exhausted. It takes a lot of discipline to do these things. It takes discipline when you have to make choices that might not benefit other people. But you know that choices have to be made. It takes a lot of discipline. When you have to tell your kid they want to play at something or you have to, or your parents want you to do something, but you know you have to say no. Despite the fact it's gonna hurt their feelings. It takes discipline to do these things. So what's the fuel to discipline? The why, the motivation. If you can figure out what motivates you, it'll be much easier to be disciplined. Because in those moments of frustration, of exhaustion, of being mistreated, being disrespected, go backwards. What is my why? As long as the why is bigger than the moment, you'll be fine. Guess what? The why will always be bigger than the moment. So I talk about my three, my three whys. My faith, my family, and my finance, which is my business. They're my whys in that order. No secret. I know what they are. Have you ever looked for yours? Now, when we talk about your whys and the discipline, that fuels the why. If approval is a why, that's a really bad one. If your why is to seek approval, I do not seek approval of anyone except the Almighty. And I've already got that, so I'm good to go. In my faith, I already have my approval, so I'm good. I don't really need it. And in fact, I don't need to seek approval from the Almighty. I definitely don't need to seek it from anybody who walks this earth. Now, the only person I do want approval from is myself. And that's what you should want as well. Am I happy with my why? Am I happy with the discipline that I get from my why? If you're unhappy with the discipline you're getting from your why, then get a better why. So maybe your why is legacy, whether it be personal or professional. And if you're gonna have a legacy, legacy should go beyond you in this generation. It should go generational. That's discipline for me. I want generational legacy. That's what I'm after. I want when I get older and I get to watch my kids be parents, watch them make choices that hopefully they see me make choices. They either make similar ones that were good or better ones because they watched me make bad ones. That's legacy for me. So the way they treat their children, my grandchildren, better than I did or as good as I did, that's legacy for me. That's what we all should want, things like that. Doesn't have to necessarily be family. If you look at your, your why and your discipline, you will learn that if you put the two together, that is where your values come from.
well, the three things I talked about, faith, my family, my finance, I assure you, every value I have comes from those three things. That's where they all stem from, all of it. And if any of those values negatively impact my three whys, I change them. I remove them from the list. I go, well, that's no longer a value. If you want to see, I tell people this, this statistic. I can tell you within 17% of your income, if you tell me your nine closest friends, what they make. 17% of your income. Show me your nine closest friends. Let me give you a new statistic. I can tell you your attitude based on your four closest friends. Your attitude. That means like happy, ambitious, driven, negative, grumpy. That's why I don't like grumpy, miserable, lazy people around me at all. So you'll know when you're grumpy, lazy, or miserable, because I don't interact with you. I don't want to be contaminated with your stuff. It's cool that you want to be that way. You just can't bring that value into my life. Now, how many people really like being negative and miserable all day? How many people really get a kick out of that? Because that sucks. I had someone that I love dearly call me yesterday. And that person said to me, I said, you okay? They said, I need a Ted Galar motivational speech. That's my legacy. I said, what do you want to talk about? And off we went. The fact that people know to call me when they need to be pepped up, you think I'm a negative person? Because I have people talk about my meetings go, oh, you're negative, you're mean. If you think I'm mean or negative in these meetings, pick up your phone, turn on your camera, make sure you take a picture of yourself. Because that's your perception, I am not mean. I ain't been mean in a long time. People that think I'm mean are crazy. Do I hold people accountable? Do I get excited about it? Yeah, and you go, oh, you're attacking me? Sorry, that's accountability. When you think I'm being mean because I'm holding you accountable, that's because you know your stuff is wrong. I almost cursed, you see, I caught myself. And I, and I used to be that way where I was seeking that approval where I didn't want people to think what I was saying was mean. But then I realized I wasn't being honest in my own words. I was seeking approval, that was becoming part of my why. I'm going, man, I'm not really being transparent or forthright with my feelings. I was like, I gotta stop that. If I'm telling people constructive criticism, not destructive, I'm being constructive and it's bothering you, the issue is with you within yourself, not me. I've had enough conversations with people in this room and people that can hear my voice that when I'm giving you guys feedback, whether it's not the most pleasant thing you wanna hear or it is the most pleasant, the feedback from my feedback that you give me tells me to keep doing it. I've had too many thank yous. Too many's I didn't think of it that way. Too many's you just made me a better person for giving me that feedback. Thanks, Ted. Or, hey, Ted, I like what you said. In the future, if you said it this way, I'd be a better listener. I go for that too. Because I'm going to say it anyway. So if I say it in a way you don't like it, you've got a better idea to say it. Don't just tell me I don't like the way you said it. Tell me I'd like it better if you said this way. Because I'm not interested in solving your problem. You solve it. If you tell me the way I'm saying it's a problem, tell me a better way to say it. Because if I knew a better way to say it, that's what I would have done. Why? Because that's what drives me. My motivation, my discipline, is to get the message across no matter what. Because that's how I build legacy. I don't stop because of the rock in front of me. I crush the rock. I go around it, over it, under it, or through it. The rock's just a metaphor for something in your way, an obstacle. Saying things the right way is an obstacle. So if you can't say it the right way, should you never say it? If you can't do something the right way, should you not try to do it? 
I bet you when Thomas Alva Edison wanted to make a light bulb, he had the end in mind. I want to make a light bulb. That dude failed a thousand times before he figured it out. A thousand light bulbs, pop, short it, whatever it did, a thousand. Look it up, Google it, a thousand times. And the man said, he's quoted, I didn't fail a thousand times. I learned a thousand ways not to make a light bulb. He failed a thousand times trying to do one thing, actually over a thousand. And people go, man, if I didn't tell you his name, you'd say that man's a failure. But there's a company that he founded. Thomas Alba Edison General Electric. When JP Morgan bought it, he cut off the Edison part. You guys know that company is General Electric, which up until the tech era was the biggest, largest, most powerful company in the world. In the world, bar none. The wealthiest, most profitable, most powerful company in the world. General Electric, amazing. The second guy in charge, uh, David Calhoun, that didn't get the job to become CEO when he left, he went to a Dutch company, his signing bonus was a hundred million to be the CEO of a company. Signing bonus, look him up, David Calhoun, I know the guy. A hundred, a signing bonus. I'm going back 15, 20 years ago when this happened. A hundred million. Why, why does that matter? Because they were in a company that the guy that started it, people would say, oh, what a failure. I assure you, when he was doing what he was doing, people go, what a failure, what a failure. And there's another guy he competed with. And the other guy had an entirely different electrical system. And everybody made fun of that guy. Everybody made fun of him. So these two genius guys were battling back and forth at the World's Fair and everyone was making fun of him. That other guy, his name was Nikolai Tesla. Nikolai Tesla invented the wireless chargers back when Thomas Edison was inventing General Electric. Look him up, this is all real stuff. So these are guys that they knew, they knew their why. And they didn't care who made fun of them. And they didn't care what they had to say to people to get it done. Hopefully they were conscious of how they were saying it, but they still said it. If they couldn't come up with a better way to say it, they said what had to be said. They did what had to be done. They had discipline. If we discipline ourselves, there is no losing. We will invent the light bulb. It will happen. And if we invent the light bulb for ourselves, eventually everybody will want to see the light.